Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Learning Insights, brought to you by Training Pros. When you have more projects than people, Training Pros can provide you with the right L&D consultant to start your project with confidence. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Learning Insights, and this is going to be a good one. But before we get started, it's important to recognize our sponsor, Training Pros. Without them, we couldn't be sharing these important stories. Today on Learning Insights, we have Adam Enbar with Flat Iron School. Welcome. Thanks for having me, Lee. Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us about Flat Iron School. How are you serving folks? So we are a technical training provider. We um, train in modern technology skills um, and uh, have courses for both consumers and uh, companies. So on the consumer standpoint, we provide training that leads directly into jobs. Uh, It's um, really intensive, fast, and efficient training. So we cover four disciplines, software engineering, cybersecurity, data science, and product design. People come to our courses. Um, they range anywhere from three months to you know 10 plus months if they do them part-time. But at the end of those courses, we prepare them for a job in the field, and they often come in with absolutely no background. Um, we've been very successful with that, extremely high uh, graduate placement rates at you know every company you've ever heard of. Um, and then we also work with companies and universities ranging from the, um, BlackRock and Chevron to Harvard, Yale, and Cambridge to create programs for their students or their employees to advance in their careers. Now, this type of training is super intense. It's not for everybody, and it's something that um, it's offered to anybody, but it, it takes a certain kind of skill level commitment and dedication to kind of accomplish this, right? This isn't a casual, fun time learning experience. This is hard information, and it's difficult for people to kind of get through. But if you get through it, there's a big pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Good job, Lee. You actually got that right, and most people don't. Um, it, it requires a huge amount of dedication and perseverance. And yes, there's a pot of gold. You know, most people that aren't, you know, too tech savvy or in the tech world um, actually take it beyond that. They think you kind of have to be born in the matrix or have a degree in math or something like that or, or computer science in order to be a software engineer or a cyber analyst or, or get a job in tech. But the reality is that, you know, um, even though we've brought, been brought up to think that way, these are really creative jobs. You can be a software engineer working at um, in the NFL if you're into sports or be a data scientist at Spotify if you're interested in music. So technology has pervaded every single industry. And no matter what your passion is, you can apply these skills to that in creative ways. And so the people that tend to be most successful actually come from really creative backgrounds. And what you said is exactly spot on. It can be very lucrative, but the one common thread is you got to be really committed to working hard and, um, you know, treating it like a craft. Now, the the courses that you're kind of um, helping people develop in software engineering, data science, cybersecurity, product design, those all have kind of unemployment rates of negative, right? Like they're, the people that leave those jobs go to other jobs. It's not like there's a big pool of people, unemployed software uh, engineers just going, wow, I wish someone would call. Like these people are high demand. 
Um, why do you think so many people kind of self-select out and don't pursue this path, even though there's so much opportunity here? Is it because there is not a curriculum maybe prior to yours that really kind of engages these people at a younger age to get them thinking that they can do this? So, right. So there's a couple of reasons. One of them is definitely that. So we are the oldest operating school of our kind. We're often called, referred to as a coding boot camp. Um, so we, we were founded in 2012. So this is a whole new industry. Um, they don't teach this stuff in college. They don't teach, you know, we aren't exposed to it in high school. So people don't really think of a career in software engineering until they're out in the working world and see what it's really like. Before that, again, there's the stereotype of, you know, being, you know, sitting, wearing a hoodie, sitting in your basement late at night, all alone. And that's what people think careers like coding feel like. But the reality is they're, they're team sports. They're super collaborative, super creative, but you don't get exposed to that when you're in high school or in college, only when you're out in the working world, do you see it and realize, whoa, this is really cool. It's really creative. You can make a lot of money. Why didn't I consider this sooner? So that's definitely one reason. The other thing is that it's just all being invented right now. So, you know, when we were start, when we were founded, you know, the iPhone was just a few years old. Like the app store only came out in 2009, right? That's not that long ago. So um, colleges haven't had time to catch up. They're, they move kind of slow. And then even if you want to go back to college and study something like app development, it's going to cost you a fortune. At Flatiron School, we give people the skills they need to get right into those jobs in as little as three months. Um, and that's because we don't focus on the theory and require all these extra things. Uh, you know, it's, it's referred to as a bootcamp for a reason. It's a really intense course focused on nothing but the skills you need to get a job and then build a career. So let's talk a little bit about that um, live and flex curriculum you've de designed. Yeah, so, you know, we, um, before COVID, we had um, two, two main formats. We had our on-campus programs and our online programs. And obviously for the past year or so, it's been all online. And we kind of took a step back and said, you know, why are we dividing it by campus and online? The, the division used to be, hey, if, you're, if, you, if you want to do this really intensely and full-time, you come to campus. And if you want to do it part-time over the course of, you know, a year instead of three months, maybe you'll do it online. And we said over COVID with remote work, we realized, well, maybe there are people that want to do it really intensely full-time from home. And maybe there are people that want to do it part-time, but come into a space and meet a community every once in a while. And we also realized that like, you know, this whole remote work thing is not going away. At a minimum, you know, people, work will start to become more and more flexible. You're gonna have colleagues that you work with in different states and different time zones. And so we gotta get better at working with, you know, in this new environment. And one of the reasons Flatiron School is so successful and we have such great job placement rates is because we run our school the way a modern technology team runs. So you get that real experience. And so we completely redesigned our programs to essentially mirror the new way of work so that when you're, when you're enrolling one of these programs now, it's like getting a job at a company today where, you know, maybe you're, maybe you're in the office a couple of days a week. Maybe you're at home a couple of days a week. Even if you come into the office, maybe half your team is there and the other half is on Zoom. And you got to be able to work in teams 
um, in a distributed way on different schedules. So it's really great that we're getting that flexibility into the workforce. And it's one of the big reasons more and more people are getting into tech because you get that flexibility. But the reason we're so good at teaching people is because we design our programs around how people work in the real world, right? And that's, again, that's what makes us different than college. And so our live and flex programs are, are, are now completely redesigned around that idea, around how does it feel to work now as a data scientist or as a cybersecurity professional or as a software engineer? And, um, uh, and it's, it's just different. It's not the same as it was before COVID when everybody was sitting in a room together. So now how do the students um, kind of behave differently in person versus remote? Like, do you have to do different things to keep them compliant and engaged? Do you have to do different things to support them when they're struggling? Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, we have, you, you know, we, the big, the biggest difference I, I would say is how we build community, you know, from, from the earliest days of Flatiron School, we've always placed a huge premium on teachers. You know, I think a lot of online education um, really just kind of stinks, to be honest. Um, and I think a big reason for that is they expect you to sit there and watch some video and then do some assignments and you're just all alone and it's just boring. And even, you know, in back in 2016, when we launched our online program, we said, that's not the way it should be. Real education happens when you connect curious students with really great, passionate teachers. And um, so that side of it, we've always been pretty good at both on campus and online, but the difference is community. You know, when you get 20 people in a room together, uh, especially at Flatiron School, they bond, they become friends. We have some insane stories of students, you know, in the sort of a three-month program, they meet their soulmates, you know, get married. Um, there's just some magic that happens when you're in person. And, and um, online is definitely not a substitute for that yet. So we work a lot harder to build community and make sure that when our students are enrolling in programs where they're taking a lot of the courses uh, of the education remotely or in a distributed way, that they still feel really deeply connected to their cohorts, that they can make friends, that they feel really connected to their instructors. And then hopefully, even if they're doing the vast majority of the program online, that they can, you know, be in a position to stop by the campus and meet people in person. Um, so that's the big area of focus is community. And uh, it's something that, you know, if you speak to Flatiron School alumni is one of the things that they, they value the most is that, you know, it's almost like a new family that they have once they graduate. Now, you mentioned that this is a relatively new kind of um, concept of doing this kind of boot camp of these specific um, skills that you're teaching. How did you kind of deal with the teaching element of it? Since this is so new, uh, the, the teaching, I would imagine, would be new also. And just because someone's a good coder doesn't mean they're a good teacher of coding. Yeah, that's 100% true. I mean, you know, it, from the earliest days, hiring teach, great teachers has always been uh, the toughest challenge, especially since, you know, the technology is um, – uh, evolving in, in real time. You know, we, we had to write all of our own curriculum because there was no curriculum for this stuff. Um, I remember the day Apple announced their new programming language, Swift, we just had to get, like, we were literally watching the live stream of them announcing it. And then we said, all right, time to get to work. Let's rewrite the whole curriculum because um, there, there's not, nothing else out there. No one else teaches it. So uh, you know, the answer is that if you find really passionate, motivated teachers, uh, as far as I'm concerned, they are magicians, they can make amazing things happen. And um, I like to say that I'd rather hire a great teacher and then teach them how to code 
then hire some engineer and, and uh, expect them to be able to teach because teachers are, um, you know, teachers can make magic happen. So, so we really focus on finding really, really great teachers. And then, uh, you know, they they just keep up with the, the technology and, and try to help the students uh, grasp it in whatever way is best for them. Because uh, the area you're working in is so lucrative for so many folks and for how do you kind of serve those underserved um, students that maybe are having a difficult time in high school or college isn't for them, but this might be exactly what they need. How do you kind of tap into that community to kind of really offer something that can really change not only them individually, but it can change their family, can change their community and put them on a different trajectory in life? Yeah, I mean, we, you know, we have a ton of um, scholarships and initiatives available at Flatiron School specifically to help underserved populations. So, um, you know, for example, we've partnered with the city of New York to provide full scholarships to low income New York City residents. In the past, we've partnered with organizations like Facebook and the Cognizant Foundation to provide um, free scholarships to low-income students in um, Houston, Washington, D.C., Denver, you know, cities around the country. Um, we also, you know, a huge issue in tech is underrepresentation of diverse talent. And so we run um, initiatives to create more diversity. Uh, for example, our John Stanley Ford Fellowship, which we just announced last year, uh, is designed to help Black graduates of Flatiron School get into jobs in tech and succeed in those jobs by providing them with mentorship and additional coaching. And, you know, we work really closely with um, employers around the country to align them behind these initiatives. So for example, with John Stanley Ford, we have IBM as a partner, we have uh, City is a partner, we have Trial Spark. Uh, so there are all these uh, just works, just really, really great companies that commit to either providing scholarships or fellowships so that folks who aren't traditionally either represented in tech or uh, don't have the financial resources to get an education so that we can give those people a shot and, and you know, hopefully help our, make our industry better. And then when you work with those companies, are you able to kind of um, curate the curriculum so that these people are just like, like they're almost growing their own employees? Yeah, so, so we then... Um, we work with companies to uh, to help advance their own teams. Um, you know, I think, like you said, uh, the the market for talent, if you have these skills, is just insane, right? Once um, it, you're getting LinkedIn messages, you know, five times a day, you're being recruited like crazy. And so companies are fighting hard to try to recruit people and retain people. And so they come to us for help with developing programs that will um, help their own internal teams learn these skills in advance instead of going out and, you know, trying to compete with other companies by paying even more or, or poaching folks from, and, uh, from their competitors. Um, they realize that they have great motivated talent in-house and all they have to do is give them those skills and they can rise to the occasion and they can create a lot of internal mobility, um, have people grow their own salaries, and then they'll have people that are loyal and stay with the company. So it's a great investment for the company. It ends up, ends up saving them a lot of money in terms of turnover and recruiting. Um, and it also just tends to be a really great thing to do to grow talent and have companies 
investing in employees as opposed to people, you know, having to leave and take, take on debt for a graduate degree, for example. So we're working with more and more we're working with companies that are investing in their employees um, to help develop their own talent bases. Now, talk a little bit about the initiative you have that is kind of reskilling soldiers, um, at, you know, after they leave the military for, uh, you know, this kind of a career that may be that they have some of the skills, but they just need the education. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we love working with the military. I think they have so many of the skills we think about that are critical to success in this industry. Um beyond just pure technology, right? They, they have experience working in teams, being leaders, working hard, being disciplined, et cetera. And so uh, they tend to do really, really great in, this, in these fields. And then obviously in cybersecurity, they tend to have security clearances, which is a huge leg up in the job market. And so um, uh, we work with the military in a bunch of different ways. Uh, recently, we announced a partnership with um, the US military and VMware, um, to train actually active military um, uh, soldiers uh, to provide the U.S. military with um, folks that are more technically competent uh, to do their jobs. We also have programs in, you know, we have a program in Denver where we um, take military veterans straight off the base right after, right out, at, after their release and provide them with training in cybersecurity and, and place them into jobs with our employer partners um, so that, that's a population um, that we love working with and tends to do really well with Flatiron School because, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but um, military veterans tend to have one of the highest dropout rates of a traditional four-year degree. Um, it just doesn't work for them. It's a system that was designed for some people, right? You know, you, you know what college is like, uh, but after spending, you know, years and years in the military, post-deployment, you know, a lot of folks don't necessarily want to spend four years on a campus and go to frat parties, you know, they want to get to work. And so um, our program works really, really well um, for, for folks in the military. So what do you need more of? How can we help you? How can you help us? Yeah. Um, we're doing great. Uh, we, uh, you know, our, our mission is to just uh, continue um, providing more and more education to help people pursue careers that they can be passionate about and they can find meaning in. Um, and, you know, ultimately we, um, like you said, employers are lining up to hire folks. Uh, and so ultimately we just want to kind of keep doing what we're doing, keep providing our service. And, uh, you know, if there's anyone, you know, looking for, um, looking for some training, looking for a job, Send them my way. <laughs> but also you're looking for corporations that would like to maybe upskill their own people and that you can partner with them to help them kind of grow their own talent that will have a loyal employee that maybe have them uh, kind of grow into a role and, you know, really thrive and fill a need for that corporation. A, a very yeah, right, I mean, righteous circle way, there. You know, back in the day, you know, even, even when computers were invented, but uh, for a really long time in America, companies would invest in people, right? You would, you could hire somebody even straight out of high school and invest, they'd invest in entry-level talent. People would grow in their careers and they would stay a lot longer in their roles. And, you know, companies um, lament the fact that today everyone seems to be job hopping and nobody has any loyalty. Well, a lot of that has to do with the fact that companies don't have loyalty to their employees, right? And if companies want to build cultures where people care about the company 
and want to build real careers there and stay for a long time, they need to show their employees that they're willing to invest in them, uh, invest in their training, invest in education. And, you know, when we work with companies that are doing that, um, they see a huge ROI because they don't have to go out and just, you know, compete with every other company out there to hire the same small number of people. They're just growing talent from within and they're investing in people that they already know are great workers, care about the company, are a good culture fit, and they're just helping them advance in their careers. They're gonna, it's it's cheaper to train them than to, you know, turn them over and hire somebody new, and they're gonna stay a lot longer, and they you already know they're great employees. Well, so we're always looking for more forward-thinking companies that that uh, want to partner with us like that, and we look to you know get into really long relationships with with our our partners so that we can help them really think about their uh, workforce in, the, in that kind of a strategic way. Now, if somebody wants to learn more, have a more substantive conversation with you or somebody on the team, what's a website? Our website is flatironschool.com. Um, I'm Adam at flatironschool.com. They can email me directly. Uh, and um, yeah, it's, it's not too tough. We're, we're really friendly. All right. Well, Adam, thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're doing important work and we appreciate you. Well, thanks for having me, Lee. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Learning Insights Radio. Thank you for listening. For more information about Training Pros, visit their website at training-pros.com.